What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 40 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Shouts to the good people at Body Armor, Combo Nation. We are out here. That's right, man. You heard it. 40 episodes of Combo's Court. Quite a milestone. Appreciate you guys, man. Appreciate the continued support. Shout out to all my listeners around the world. You guys are the best. Now, today's show, Mike Dunn returns to Combos Court, man. Instagram's favorite shooting coach is back. We talk about New Year's resolutions, the keys to happiness, what we can learn from Kawhi's shooting progression, plus so much more. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, write on your Apple Podcast app. We are available on Spotify as well for all you Android users. You can follow Mike on IG at Dunn. That's S-E-E-M-I-K-E-D-U-N-N. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Let's get into it. I loved your I loved your episode with Mike Dunn. And those who don't have Instagram, they're like, but but you never told us who Mike Dunn is, you know? So who is Mike Dunn? Man, Mike Dunn is um your average, everyday, extremely handsome, charismatic, bald guy. Um nah, man, I, I I'm just you know, I, I I'm a I, I guess I'll be branded as a shooting coach, you know, like what in, in that regard, but um and that that's you know, that's what I love to do and that's the long term goal is to eventually get to this point where I'm you know, considered one of the best at what I do. And I've been on record kind of saying like, until I'm 60 years old to be in the, even in the conversation or, or get the chance to, to really prove that. But that's, that's kind of what I'm about is, is just ultimately getting to that point. And I guess in a way, um, social media has kind of allowed me to uh, like show that journey in a way like that, that process. And it's fun, man. Just a normal guy, just having fun, just trying to do what he loves to do. Yeah, I mean, you say you do it to your sixty. I think that's a beautiful thing that you could still be a shooting coach when you're sixty because you can't right. really be a, you can't really be a player when you're sixty. You know you what know else? I mean? You know what else is interesting, man? Um, yeah. Because you see, like, if you go on Instagram, man, like, and any social media platform, but like, there's a lot of people that do a lot of crazy stuff, right? Like, really wild things. You mean like tra- you mean like combos trainer be like videos or not? Yeah. Well, no, 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 not even like that. But like. <laughs> People that do stuff like really outlandish stuff for attention, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff that even like will put them in danger and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Really? No. Well, Explain. Come on, like you haven't seen like the people that have done like people have like died in these like trying to take these crazy pictures and and oh, parks of course, and all. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Or or if they're they're yeah. in public and they do like crazy stuff, like they start shouting at people for no reason, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's That's my thing cool. with that: you can't like, are you going to do that when you're 60? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. you may get, like, this really short-term boost in whatever you're looking for, views, attention, all that kind of stuff. But, man, like, how are you setting yourself up 20 years from now? That's the crazy. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like, they just do stuff just to get attention no matter who, no matter who's affected by it. And then it's going to be, like, down, later on down the road, it's going to be like, oh, man, I kind of. I kind of wasted some time there in terms of really achieving something. You know what I mean? Definitely. Look at look at Takashi six nine. You could kind of say that about his situation. Right. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
you know, a lot of people around this time, you know, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. What do you feel like some keys or tips to keeping New Year's resolution? Because, you know, there's that phenomenon for, for January 1st, January 2nd. You see right. everybody in the gym. Right. And then by the 10th, we're back in the gym. Mike Dunn doesn't see anybody at 5 a.m. But uh, <laughs> what do you think the keys are to uh, keeping that up and, and, and staying with it? Yeah, man, I think the um, the first big key. I, actually, I think this is the key with anything that you, whether it's a resolution, whether it's something you dive into is I don't, it, it's not healthy or it's, it's proven not to be effective when you go like all the way in telling yourself, I'm going to hit the gym every single day for the next whatever days. Right. It's not, it's, it's not realistic, man. Plus your body needs time to heal. You can't just go from, you know, from not doing anything to, to putting your body under this extreme amount of stress or it's your body's going to be telling you, Hey man, for the past five years, we haven't done anything like this and that it's going to resist every chance it gets. So I think it's really staying manageable to begin with. So maybe, you know, you, you just say, I'm going to go to the gym two times a week or I'm going to go to the gym one time a week to start. And I think it's one of those things where you just start to build momentum, like anything that you do, once you do a little bit of it, then you're, you know, the body starts to adapt to it and the body kind of tells you, hey, man, you, you might be able to do a little more. And then you start to see progress and everything snowball. So I think the big key is just not biting off more than you can chew to begin with and understanding it's OK to start slow, man. Starting slow is not a bad thing when it comes to making a big change. Right. And I think such a big thing in it, too, is just finding something you like to do. That's a huge help. Right. And and speaking of that, like. You know, I found I found my passion young in basketball. You found your passion in basketball and more specifically shooting. But this is kind of like cliche or a broad question. But like, what do you feel is the key to happiness, man? Is it finding your passion? Because not everybody found their passion like I did or you did. What What is the key to happiness to somebody that hasn't found their passion? I don't I I, I don't know if you necessarily need to find your passion to to be happy. Right. Right. Um. I think it's kind of taking a step back and understanding that like life, life is pretty good, man. Like I know, right. I know, I know there's going to be certain situations that people are in and, and those situations are, are awful and everything, but like for the most part and probably the people that are listening to this right now, like, man, if you're, if you're like in America, you were born in America, like, right. Your, your life is pretty damn good, man. Like, right. If you have an Apple podcast app to listen to this, it's not that <laughs> right. Exactly. And, but I think a lot of people lose sight of that because we just, we're in this constant state of comparing ourselves to, to other people and not being able to kind of like just self-reflect and being like, Hey man, I have it pretty good. Like I have it really, really good. And I think when we get in that state of comparison, then we start to lose focus on the things that we are good at. And maybe we, we don't realize maybe that ties into not being able to find what your passion is because you're so you're so worried about what other people are doing rather than just really reflecting on what you have to give and what you have to offer offer. And uh, I think that's where it kind of starts. Yeah. Do you feel like um, social media has has boosted this thing where people compare themselves to others? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it, that's I mean, that's apparent, man. That's and it's yeah. tough because it's, it's like I can I could get on and I could tell people like you can't you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. But there's no way I could sit on sit here and be like, hey, I've never done it because, of course, like certain, it's it's I feel like it's a human. You know, it's it, it, 
it's just like part of the human condition that you see somebody else doing something, especially if it's in the lane of something that you want to do, you're going to start comparing yourself. That's just the way it goes. Do you find yourself doing that sometimes? Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't okay. say that I don't do it because, right. of course, but like, I, I always try to reel myself back in and be like, hey, man, like, it's okay. Like, your time, your whatever, you do this, like, everybody's journey is completely different, period. That's just the way it's going to go. And I just think that it's it's important to remind yourself of that. But yeah, man, it's it's hard. It's I, I can't imagine as a young kid seeing everything out there and constantly comparing yourself to what you see and what you think is success. Like, you know, there's stuff on here that like we just talked about earlier that gets tons of attention that kids are like, hey, that's what I need to do. When in reality, that doing that thing that's just somebody's just grabbing attention, that's putting themselves in, in harm's way. That's not really the path that you want to go down down the road. You know, I know you had a daughter recently. Um, I wanted to know what's a typical day like for you now? Has it changed? And what is it? I know you start your day off at 2 a.m. You, cur- you curate content from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> you, live- <laughs> you live from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. No. What's a typical day like for you, man? No, nah, I mean, it, it hasn't. Not much has really changed because I now I just I just wake up with her. Like, my wife is incredible, first of all. Like, she does. I mean, I, I can't. You'll, you it's it's really hard to put into words like how great moms are. Like that's when I really like I I see everything that she does. I'm like wow that's crazy. So my my role man I I, I you know I'm there all the time as well. But at night I just wake up with her if she ever she wakes up. And then in the morning I do the same. And as soon as she wakes up I feed her, put her back to sleep. And then I just I do the same exact thing that I <laughs> I've been doing. Right. Go to right. Early. Take care of that stuff. Uh, work with clients later, you know, all that kind of, everything, everything's really, really been the same. Right. You're in the weight room early. Yes. Um, do you, I know, I know you didn't work out as much as w- when you were in college. If I, you could go back in time, would you have lifted more during your career? I didn't work out in college. Oh, okay. At all. Okay. Like, dude, I didn't touch, dude, like, I didn't touch a weight until 2012. Didn't they have a weight room program in the college? They did, but like, but I had this conversation with my coach. My coach was like, "Hey, do you want to lift? Do you think it will hurt your shot?" And I was like, "It might." And he was like, "All right, don't worry about it." <laughs> so I didn't. So I didn't do it. I just didn't right. have to do it. But looking back on it, man, and I hate, I hate saying like "what if" because yeah, of course, of course, it's a bad thing. Like it, it doesn't really matter. But I feel like had I had I been in the weight room and understood like things about my body that I more I more so understand now and everything. Then I think I think my 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 college career would have turned out differently. I think that I, I think I would have played at a much higher level. And when I say much higher, I think I I think I would have been at a, a at a very low tier Division One school. Um, right. But like you know, which wasn't I mean, which wasn't that far off from where you were playing anyway. Right. 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 Yeah. But I think it, that would have definitely put me over the hump. Like I mean, I was heartbroken. I thought for the longest time I was going to play at Delaware, and Delaware was recruiting me super hard, super hard, and they were always telling me like you just need to get stronger, you need to get it stronger, and I just didn't. Like, I was like, no, I don't. Like, I'm scoring 20 points a game. What do I need to get stronger for? And uh, ultimately, they at the at the end, they're like, look, like, that was it, man. I, I, I didn't have the body to, to compete at that level. Right. Through, but I think that had a, had that been different, then I probably could have played at a place like Delaware or Towson or something like that. Definitely. And then even on top of that, we, we might we have had you moving your puppies, hitting the jump rope, and then you would have been at a mid-major. Who knows? Yeah, that's why <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think it's like a bad thing to look back when it's you did everything you, you thought was best, like with the information right. with the information you had at the time and what right. you thought was best you did at the time. I don't think it's like a regret-filled thing, you know? 
Right. No, 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 absolutely not. Like I just yeah. didn't know. I just didn't you know what right. I, mean? like, I I didn't I didn't I didn't understand. I was a kid, man. You're set 16, 17 years old. You're not you're not right. really understanding, you know, the bigger picture. Right. I always said like like a big thing for me was running hills as I got later in my overseas career, which really helped me. I wish I would have knew it at a younger age, but I'm not it's no regret because I just didn't know. Right. You know I mean, I didn't know absolutely. it would help me that much. Yeah. But uh, LeBron James, man, he says he's the GOAT. He actually stated it. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, MJ never said it. But but my thing is, he he's not MJ, man. He's LeBron. And if he feels like he's the best, he could say it. I kind of wanted to know your thoughts on it. Can you speak to that? I could not agree with you more, man. I, I don't understand, like, the, I, don't, I don't know why people get so outraged by somebody having extreme confidence in themselves. Like, that's right. fine, 100%. man. You don't, you don't have to agree with them. That's fine. But, like, to get, like, the outrage over it, I don't understand. I made the comparison. I was like, look, man, Muhammad Ali said multiple times how great he was. You know what I mean? Everybody, you know, loved and worshipped him. And then people were like, yeah, but that was an individual sport. That's not a team sport. And I was like, well, at the end of the day, man, we're we're always comparing individuals in sports, period. Like, we don't really compare teams as much as we compare individuals. That's just the way, that's just the way it is. So, I love it, man. I, I have, I have zero zero problems with him saying it. I think it's great if that's what he needs to tell himself. And heck, I, I kind of believe him. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter to me. I, I think he's I think he's the best that ever did it all around. Do you still believe he's the best in the game? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do too. And and I think there here's some here's something I don't think you would agree with me here. Of uh, you know Giannis and, and James Harden are mm-hmm. in the MVP race. And I feel like I still feel like LeBron is the MVP. And to me I know this might sound crazy. Giannis is slightly overrated to me, man. He just is. Like, I know his stats are great and his team is winning, but I think it's understated how good his teammates actually are. And at, and at points of the game, I feel like he doesn't read the game, really read the game as well as some of the other elite players. He's obviously a great player, but people saying that he's the best in the league, I think is an overstatement. I think guys like Kawhi are still better than him. LeBron is still better than him. Steph, KD. And I think he has a little bit more to go to get to that level. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I, I think watching him, I think he's the most, you know, him and between him and Anthony Davis, I think they're the two most athletic, like. 100%. You know what I mean? Like athletically gifted I think individuals. Gian, I think Giannis got the edge on Anthony Davis in, even in athleticism. You know yeah, what I mean? the way he gets yeah. up and down the floor and handles the ball and all that kind of stuff. But right. I, man, I, I watch the game sometimes too and I. And you know what? I think a lot of it, too, because he struggled. I think his inability to just even hit consistent mid-range shots really hinders his his, um, decision-making down the stretch at times. And it just – it kind of puts him in bad situations. And then you're absolutely right, man. Chris uh, Chris Middleton is a a beast. Right. Um, And then uh, you got, you know, Eric Bledsoe running out there. And then you have uh, Brooke Lopez – who's shooting the hell out of the basketball right now. Like, they have a solid team. Do you know what's crazy? From, like, 2008 to 2012, I don't think Brooke Lopez shot a three. Well, that's a, but that's, this, is, this is a perfect example of players oftentimes need to find the right situation for them to really be allowed to do what they're, allowed, what they're able to do. Right, 100, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, like, like we would, we, we could talk, we could say like, will Dre, when, if Draymond leaves Golden State, is Draymond going to be as effective? I don't think so. You know what I mean? Or is it just yeah. that system? It's one other, it's another one of those things where it's like, Hey man, that might be a lot of the system talking that's, that's allowing him to be so, so good. So. Right. Timing system opportunity. Like, right. I, I highly doubt that Jason 
Jason Tatum isn't a better player this year than last year, even though it doesn't show. Like, he's right. the kind of guy that's always in the gym. Like, it's just the structure of the team. It's not that he got worse. 100%. And on top of that, you know, the most improved player award doesn't necessarily mean the player got that much better. A lot of the times it's just his opportunity for was, sure. was better suited for him. Yeah, I don't think uh, Lou, I don't think Lou Will necessarily has gotten better and better and better. It's just right. He's, you know, Doc Doc kind of handed him the keys to come off the bench and say, "Just do as you do, Lou. Go put the ball in the bucket." You know, right? Yeah, hundred percent. They say Kawhi might even end up there, and I wanted to speak about Kawhi a little bit. Um, what can a young kid learn from the progression of Kawhi's jump shot? I mean, he's not the most natural shooter, but it sure has improved a lot from his days in college. It is so – so I, if, if anybody follows what I do, I, I consistently preach. Like, he, he actually does everything that I, like, preach. So it's just very, very little movement in his shot, um, hand under the ball. I mean, it's a, he's, he's almost always straight up and down with his shots. And it, it's almost to the point where it's, like, mechanical when you watch him. And you can right, kind of right. Tell, you can tell. Like, he, he – I think he took to heart what Chip England taught him in San Antonio early on. And he – you know, I think he probably went super crazy with it while working on it, like maniacal in a way. And he developed this jump shot that is super efficient. Um, man, I, I love, I love that guy, man. I think there's something, there's something about him as a player that, like, if he's on, I have to watch him play because he's a really interesting. No one plays like him. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, kind of like Zion. Even though Zion's not in the league yet, it's just something we've never seen before. I, I mean, I don't know if we have never seen Kawhi, but like I, no. I don't know. I think going who, from who, being, I mean, who's who, who's the closest comparison? Like a Pippen, maybe possibly. Yeah, maybe maybe like a Pippen, because he. I mean, he went from strictly like a at San Diego State. All he was asked to do was rebound the ball and lock up. Right. And, and then he gets to the NBA, and it's like he had that jump shot that's back behind his head, and he literally. Yeah. I read this about him the other day. So he literally, so the year he was drafted was the, the lockout year. And right, so right. he only had, I believe it was two weeks, either two or three weeks with Chip England, who, if people don't know who Chip England is, just try to Google him. It's, it, he's like one of those people that trying to find information on him is extremely hard, but he's well-regarded as pop, like as the best kinda like, coach in the world. Kind of like our guy Dave. Kind of hard to find stuff on him, but he's right. a great exactly. shooting coach. Exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's even harder with him, though. Like, it's really, really hard, but – so the story goes, Kawhi was drafted, um, and Kawhi immediately called up Chip and was like, let's get in the gym. They got in the gym immediately after he was drafted for the two or three weeks, and Chip was like, this is what you need to do, da-da-da. Lockout happened. So for, I think it was three months, three months they weren't allowed to have any contact with the players. So they had no influence on what Kawhi was doing. And he comes back, and he literally, you know, took it took everything he said and just worked on it every single day every single day every single day and came back with a respectable jump shot his rookie year and then you just see the progression like if you look at his stats how much better of a shooter he became over time it's just it's awesome to see definite upkeep he was definitely yep. continuing to work on what he learned but that's that's a crazy transformation even for three months to become... he wasn't where he's at now obviously but right I mean, right he he definitely. I mean, the that the set point was the big thing, or, or the release point rather. I mean, he he was no longer releasing the ball from behind his head. It was more in front of his face. Right. Do you? I know you're not a fan of the college game. Do you believe? I was just watching the college game. I was actually at a St. John's game, and I just felt like they should move the three point line back, man. It'll space the game out, and I think three point percentages will even go up because those who should be shooting them will be shooting them. 
And on top of that, for those guys that do have a chance at the pro level, it, it'll be more like the pro game. Yeah, I, I think that – so I don't know how much college basketball you watch, but I think watching St. John's is kind of a tough one because St. John's, St. John's gets that thing up there, man. They, they, right. they, let it, they let it fly. And I've actually watched a lot of college basketball this year. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, the, the more I, – I, I just watch – I watch a lot of it. I can see the spacing aspect of it. I think I think you definitely have a point there, but I still just don't think that these guys are talented enough to shoot the ball. Like they shoot terribly from three point range now. I don't think moving it back is going to help that. I don't know. I I, I don't think I don't think the players are skilled enough for you to be to, to move that three point line at back. And plus, now you you move it back now. You know teams that are knocking off Virginia in the first round tournament because their their ability to shoot the three ball and and all those upsets. Those those games that those dramatically change, and now I think the power shift goes right to the top tier teams rather than mid majors. Really, a shot with the with the equalizer of the three point line. So you, you got to see St. John's play. They they really have an incredible season. I love the way they they play together, man. They're like They're all fun. on the same page. How, how do you think Shamari Pons will translate in the next level? I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that. I don't know, man. I think am I, am I wrong for like uh, making like a Mo Hatton type comparison? So. Oh man, that is that is interesting. The, you know what I mean? Thing, the, and, and yeah, the thing make, is, is that like he's like a go-to type guy. So right. I don't know what his role right. would be in the NBA. I hope he does do well, but it's like it, it's kind of it's kind of it might be difficult for him to fit a box. One box I could see him filling is energy off the bench and scoring right. off the bench. Right. But well, um, I mean, it, it, you know, look look at what Trier, Alonzo Trier is doing, man. Like it's kind of it's kind of similar to that. I mean, Alonzo. I, I think I think Alonzo Trier is a better a better athlete. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, remember Mo, remember Mo Hatton though, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. He played that overseas boy. for a while, so I definitely remember him. That boy, yeah. could, that boy could score the ball, but he was coming up more in like the AI era, and right. I think like, he had more of like an AI direct, directly influenced game, and uh, he could play, man. He could, he could play. <laughs> right, you know, you say shooting is it, it's not that high at the college level, and it really starts at grassroots. So, so what do we have to do? You know, you're a coach and a trainer. What do you feel other coaches and trainers have to do to to create better shooters from the grassroots level up? I think you have to slow it down. I think that you – I think, you know, starting starting young, um, I think you, you make sure that kids are shooting on lowered hoops just to make sure that they're not, you know, enforcing any bad habits early so you can kind of instill the right form and what they do. I think that's that's the big thing, you know, starting super young that way. And then if you are working with a player who kind of – you know, need some tweaks here and there. I think it, I think we're in such a results now type society that slowing down seems like, no, nah, man, we can't, we can't slow down. Like if we slow down, we're going to lose, we're going to lose time. We're going to lose time to get better. Right. Right. And it, it can't be that way with shooting, man, because you're, you're trying to correct, you know, a habit, whether it's a good, it's it, right now it's a bad one. And you have to slowly work your way into being able to do things at a game type speed. And I think that's, that's the big thing. And I think that's moving forward. That's what I'm really trying to stress to people and kind of the message behind a lot what I do. You credit your shooting ability somewhat to, to the fact that you actually started shooting, shooting a little bit later than others. Right. Right. So, so, I mean, I mean, kids are going to want to play basketball at eight. So what do they do? Lower the rim? Like lower the rim. What should they... That's huge. I, I really think that's something that like, and I know you have like you just have to lower the rim. I I, I just I, I read tons of stuff, man. And I, somebody made a great comparison to it. Um, they were like, look at all other youth sports. Like look at baseball, for example. Like they start with a T. You know what I mean? They're not they're not 
from the beginning, you know, they're not lobbing them pitches. No, they, they put the tee there and the kids are hitting off of a tee right. start and they grab, it's, it should be the same type of approach with kids in basketball. And for some reason, we always are doing this, this thing with bat with, with basketball, whether it's okay, the kids are five. All right. 10 foot hoop. Let's, let's roll it out and let's watch a two to five end of score basketball game. You know what I mean? Instead of just yeah. lowering the hoop and really allowing them to play it at something that would resemble 10 feet to a normal human being, you know? Right. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent. And, and I kind of, I wanted to know something, man, who is Dr. Dish? Who is this guy? Cause <laughs> he, has, he, he has a pair of combo socks, but you know, on Instagram, he's just Dr. Dish. I want to know who he is. And also I want to know your relationship with Dr. Dish and how you feel a Dr. Dish could help a, a young player's game. So I will, I will say this. So I'll, I'll tell, I'll answer the first part. So who is Dr. Dish? Well, doc, Dr. Dish is, you know, I, it's a, I, they're much more than just a, a company that makes these type of shooting machines. They they literally do tons of stuff to okay. help to help basketball players get better and better. I mean, if you go on their website and stuff, they have blogs and drills right. and and all that kind of stuff. But the, let me just say, the guy behind the social media of Doctor Dish uh, is my man Nick, and he need Nick would never get a shout out anywhere because he just handles all that stuff. And Nick is one of the nicest, most down to earth human beings i've ever met in my life man that guy that guy is awesome he looks out for me all the time so and he he handles that social media great the way he handles that 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 account i think he does a fantastic he job. definitely because he's not even only talking about shooting and he gives great tips to the kids man he's he's awesome man he and he like i said he's a great great person too but um and then dr dish as a company man they're just i think they're gonna there's there's stuff i know about that like i couldn't say on here yet or i don't know if i would be allowed to but there's more and more stuff coming with them that's, you know, I think they're taking the approach of really getting players better all around. And uh, I think it's going to be really cool to see their impact on this game moving forward all over the world. Um, it's just, I think it's like a really rare company that has kind of been like, hey, this is what we do. And we're going to continue to get better and we're going to continue to innovate. And uh, honestly, man, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Dope, man. Dope. I hope I could get on Dr. Dish do soon. Uh, Nick, send me a Dr. Dish, man. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's it, man. You made it back. You made it back to Combo's Court. How do you feel, man? How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, I, I always feel good coming on Combo's Court, man. I've been, I feel like I've done a podcast actually almost every day this week. So this is, this is good. This rounds, out, this, this rounds out the week for me. You're on a tour. Actually, you know, um, somebody mentioned you on a podcast, Mind Body Hoops. He actually, I was actually on his podcast, and he's like – He's like, he mentioned you. I'm like, Mike Dunn will do your podcast. I told him. He's like, really? I did it. I I'm did like, it last I, night. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I'm like, he'll do it. I'll speak for him on that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, and it was a great man. He did great. He did great. And he was he uh he gave props to you too because he said that listening to you was one of the things that he um you know encouraged him to to start his own. That's dope, man. It's always dope to inspire others to yeah. us to what do great things. What it's all about, man. At the end of the day, I feel like people don't understand that even if you're only impacting one person, like the more you do to allow people be better, better be, to be better versions of themselves, like the better this entire world becomes. Right. And you know, a lot of people are like um, into getting more followers, but it, even if you have, just like you said, it, even if it's one follower, it, if you're going to change, if you're going to make an impact on him, it's oh, such a big deal, you know, huge. It's huge, man. It's over or her, or her. Let me say or her. Or her. Yes. We're, poli we're a PC podcast. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's huge. Uh, what's in the future for you, man? Talk to me. When are we shooting again? By the way, everybody, we actually did get to shoot around together. 
Uh, Mike Dunn didn't miss for the first 10 minutes I was there. Yeah, can uh, you can you please tell them that I'm it's yes. not the videos are not edited. It's it's not it's not just for the gram. He could he could shoot in real life. <laughs> and he doesn't he doesn't travel either. I didn't see any travels. <laughs> yeah, not not <laughs> travels. Well, that's because I don't dribble. So that's that's part that's probably part of it. But you, uh, got, a de- you got a decent handle. It's not bad. It's not it's, bad. It's it's shaky. It's shaky. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shaky. I think I think what's better, the handle or the lateral movement? What do you think? The handle's I definitely I have zero <laughs> lateral movement. I don't think I've moved laterally since eighty seven. Yeah, me um, me and you me and you neither of us have been the greatest defenders, but it's all right, man. It's all about putting the ball in the basket. <laughs> But you know what? Honestly, I think we would really made a great backcourt because I do have a knack for finding shooters, man. I'm telling you, hey, really that's good. All... Like I, I was, I was always like I could always score, but I really always had a knack for finding shooters, man. So I think hey, we would have been all... a great backcourt. Dude, that's all I would need, man, because I don't have a knack for doing anything else other than shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, man, thanks for being on. Where, where can we find you at? Since, you know, not everybody has Instagram. Where, where can we find you? So you can find me at C Mike Dunn on Instagram, and then my YouTube too, man. I actually like. Not that numbers super super matter, but I'm closing in on a thousand on YouTube, nope. and I'm not even I'm not even super active on there. But I'm I'm a uh, real real quick. I'm I'm starting something where I'm, I'm working with a friend of mine just to show a jump shot transformation um, that I think is going to be really cool when I finally put the whole thing together, so people can kind of see from start to finish what it takes to really that, that goes into really correcting a shot. So on YouTube, there will be like longer form videos on there. Courtesy, okay. by the way, I have to say that that was my wife. Standing right here, so she just gave me that. That was my idea. You better, you <laughs> better plug me right that, now. That was the that was the my idea uh, stare. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, but wait, but you didn't say you didn't say the YouTube handle. Where, where, the YouTube is the YouTube is C Mike Dunn, but it's three separate words. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's keep, easy. Keep it the it's same. Easy. Keep it the same. That's good. And then tw- right. oh, Twitter too. Twitter C Mike Dunn. Have you been on there? Like I got Twitter because a lot of the a lot of the um a lot of my guests have a lot more reach on twitter than they're, yeah. they're more into twitter especially the journalists and the people uh you know in journalism they're really big on twitter so yeah, I, I gotta I'm, do twitter I'm, too i'm not too active on it i'm on there everyone yeah i'm not super active on it but i'm, I'm on there uh, okay. every, every once in a while so i gotta follow you on there is it c mike dunn as well it sure is all right mike thanks for being on you're always welcome back man you could hit me up if you want to come back on the show and hopefully you know when you come to new york we get some jump shots up appreciate it man absolutely later mike appreciate you all right, brother. There it is, man. Episode 40. Hope you enjoyed the show. Big shouts to Mike Dunn for joining in. Let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app and share it, man. Share this episode. Share it with your friends. Share it on your social media platforms. It would mean the world to me. Be on the lookout for episode 41. Combo out.